and welcome back to Small Talk 1.6. This is a micro episode, bonus content, whatever you want to word it, for my podcast, The Ramblings of a Manchild. I am your host, Paul, and I welcome you all back. Uh, if you haven't caught my full episode that we recorded last this past week, my wife and I go over the good, bad, agree to disagree about porn and what role porn plays in a relationship or marriage, or if it doesn't, I don't think it's a bad thing. My wife completely disgusted by it. So please tune into that one. Uh, also here tomorrow night, I'm going to be recording another episode for you guys. I've been working on it for two and a half weeks. Kind of, I actually, this will be a scripted podcast um, because it's going to be in multiple parts. So just to warn you, you're probably going to get more than one ad in the next episode. So watch out for that one. I will be recording that. I'm 90% sure I'll be recording it tomorrow night. It's going to be called Offensive Meditation. Why Bad Words Are Bad. So for you guys out there that are easily offended, uh, this is the one you probably want to skip. Just to let you guys know. I'm going to be using a lot of... uh, quote-unquote foul language, saying a lot of bad words, a lot of slurs, and we're going to go into the history of why words are bad, where they come from, the psychological reasons why we swear, and all that. The catch about it is I'm going to say all those bad words that we think are bad out loud on the mic. So just to let you guys warn you, I'm going to do it in a, a twisted manner for all of you. So be prepared for that. Another future episode coming up is I'm actually going to do a night of dark poetry. I've been working on a book of poems. I know I've been talking about that the last couple small talks. I'm just ironing out some details. I'm hoping to release it here this summer. I'm actually talking to a couple people my wife knows that have actually successfully released digitized books. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to do an audiobook myself, an audiobook version by myself and release that. Uh, so be, please keep an eye out for that. I applaud you. It's going to be on Amazon, just to let you guys know. So um, I'm doing this small talk real quickly. And the topic of this small talk 1.6 is stress and how people handle it. And kind of like the vibe that stress gives people. So I will first say that I have the patience of a saint 97.5% of the time. The other 2.5%, I am off the rails about to, you know, go out and punch a baby. That's how mad I can get on that 2.5%. Like I tell people, I don't get upset, I get angry. There's no middle ground. It's either I'm calm, cool, and collected, and I'm good, or that 2.5% of the time, I am trying to hold myself back from hitting someone or drop kicking somebody because of some stupid reason. So uh, just to let you on that, my personal note on that one. But today was a very, well, let's say this. It started last night. Uh, me and my wife went are, are trying to, our New, Year, our New Year's resolution as a couple is to go on a date night every month. Uh, last last month in February for Valentine's Day, we went out to eat. We had we stopped, We tried a new sushi place. It was amazing. 
And then we went ice skating because my wife has never been ice skating. Um, and we'll never go back because my, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this in a previous podcast. I know the one with my wife, she mentions it very in a small detail, but she absolutely 100% hates going out in public. So she hates groups of people. She has like a very small minor case of agoraphobia. Um, and it kind of, for me personally, sucks balls because I feel so guilty when I'm a social butterfly and I am my friends, my family all know that I'm a talker. That's why I do this podcast. And uh, I am a very open-minded, very creative person. And I love being around people. I love people watching. I love, that's why I love to go to the bar, sit there with a glass of beer and some hot wings and just watch people. And it's amazing. My dad showed me that when I was in my twenties, you go, you don't go to the, you go to the bar to socialize, but you go there to watch, to be around, to get that vibe, that cool, relaxed vibe at the bar. My uh, wife, on the other hand, would rather spend 99.3% of her time sitting on the couch watching Netflix or Hulu. Well, actually, that's a lie. 99.5% of the time sitting on the couch watching The Office. That's what she would like. That's her relaxed time is sitting at home watching The Office. Me, on the other hand, I would rather... Yeah, watch, sit and watch TV uninterrupted, but I don't want to do that every day of my life. I want to go out and go to the bar, go eat, you know, go on double dates, triple dates, and stuff like that. So, back to my story. I kind of went on a rant there. Last night, we went on date night for March, and we went up to Wilkesbury to the FM Kirby Center. Great theater, guys. If you're from Pennsylvania, that is an amazing theater, especially for living for uh, performing arts. And we saw Burt Kreischer, the machine, uh, for the second time, actually. Burt, if you listen to this or this podcast gets to you, man, give us a shout out. My wife and me and our family love you. We actually have custom shirts that are being made for the next time we come see you. So that's a little plug for you. But uh, we went to FM Kirby Center to see Burt Kreischer. And... We went out to eat. We went to the Cheesesteak Factory uh, right around the corner from the FM Kirby Center. OMG, guys. Uh, that cheesesteak had to be the biggest, well-balanced cheesesteak I've ever eaten in my entire life. The bread was soft and semi-chewy. Had fried onions, fried mushrooms. The guy made it however you wanted. And he looked at me right in the face and said, if that's not the best cheesesteak you had, you don't have to pay for it. And I bit, I two bites into it, I'm like, I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. I'll pay for it. So we ate cheesesteaks, walked around the center town there, center of the city, um, and then went to see Burt Kreischer. Having a good time, laughing our asses off. He, I mean, that guy makes me want to be a stand-up comedian. I mean, the way he structures his jokes and tells about his kids and his family and his wife. I mean, I sat there and I'm like, hey, call on me. I'll tell you a couple jokes about being on wife number three and having seven children. All right. I got, I got a whole story, a couple dozen stories to tell you, but we went on that and we were having a great time. And then about eight Oh five, my phone goes off and I don't answer it. I, it's in my hoodie pocket. I'm having a good time. I'm, I'm watching Bert and I'm like, I'll just call whoever it is. I'll call him back when I get done. If it, if, if it call, rings again, I'll check who it is. Never calls back. I get a text. 
I look, oh, it's my stepson. Great. Probably not the most wonderful news. My mother is watching the kids, so I know the house isn't on fire or nothing like that. It's probably just something stupid because the boys don't get along very well. So, I ignore it. Maybe three minutes later, my my wife's phone just starts ringing off the hook. Like, I mean, I think he, the, my, my stepson called her three times in like 10 minutes, like two or three texts. I'm like, okay, guy, don't, you don't get it. We're busy. But found out that him and his brother, his older brother were getting, getting at each other and antagonizing and fighting. And Alex, which I interview him in one of my previous podcast, the um, interview with the, pre- the perceptions of a preteen, and he does have some attitude issues, some behavior issues that he takes meds for, so they got in a big fight, and Alex got was going off fuming, and we just bought a $100, like $120 baby gate that self-closes, self-locks, it's all metal, I have it attached to the door frame with like eight inch screws so because we were we got a dog we have we have a two-year-old so you know why everyone's having dinner the the tiberius is the our dog we got him at the beginning of the year um and he's a mastiff he's an african mastiff so he's like 50 pounds already so we leave him in the living room when we're in the kitchen to eat dinner so he's not sitting there begging and trying to get up on the table or nothing so we have this baby gate 120 dollars is what i paid for this gate because it's self-closing, so we don't have to worry about swinging, you know, stuff like that. So I installed it. Everything was working perfect. So Alex gets an attitude last night around 7.45, 7.30, and literally swings the gate hard, kicks it, tries climbing over to I have no clue. But he breaks the mechanism to close the door, to close the gate. This kid is going to be 13 in a couple months and has ADHD and ODD and is a narcissist to the point where he's like off the scale. Uh, I'm not joking, guys. Um, This kid has so many issues that he has no empathy at all. Like he he does not have any sorry bone in his body. He could literally probably shoot you in the face and laugh about it. That's the, the, This kid might be a serial killer one day. I got to keep an eye on him so I don't catch him torturing baby animals in the woods. If you get my drift. But, so he calls. We get done around 9.30 at the show. Walk out. My wife calls in the lobby full of thousands of people to ask my stepson why he called four times in like 15 minutes what's up Alex broke the gate he's being an ass he we, we he keeps picking fights da, 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 da. and he Camden just spills the beans and tells on everybody that he's the most innocent one there which by the way he's not he's probably as guilty as all of them because he likes to boss people around because he's 10 years old and he's 130 pounds and almost 5'11". Yeah, picture that in your head. He looks like he's a 10th grader and he's only in 4th grade, 5th grade. 4th grade, I'm sorry, 4th grade. And he looks like he's a 10th grader. He's almost as tall as I am, let's put it that way. He's, I think, like 4 inches off. 
I know he's not 5'11", that's exaggerating, because I'm not even 5'11". He's like 5 foot. And he's only 8 years old. So, kid's going to be tall. He's going to be a 7 footer, probably. Um, But, go back to my story here. My wife starts ripping into the boys over the phone in this lobby of this theater. Thousands of people around us. And gets in this really foul, funky mood. Because now she's all stressed out. We got to go home. She's ripping into him going, Oh, I can't go away with my husband for a couple hours to have a good time and escape without you guys tearing shit up. I mean, yeah, we're mom and dad to seven children. We're going to, you know, they're going to tear some shit up. But she's just going off the rails. And I, we're walking by and I'm telling her, just hang up the phone, let it, let it go. We'll deal with it when we get home. Like I said, I have the patience of a saint. Believe me, I, I have fathered five children. My oldest is going to be 19. My youngest is two. And I have a few in the, in the, in the middle. So believe me when I say that uh, I have a lot of patience and I don't get mad. I you know, don't overreact. I probably underreact is what my wife would tell you. Like, I don't get mad. Like, she's like, punish your, punish your kids. They did this and this and this. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like, seriously. But on the other hand, my wife is flipping out and this and in a really funky mood. And I'm like, just let it go. Let's have a good time. Let's call it. Let's drive home. We'll deal with it tomorrow. It's fucking 11 o'clock at night. We're going to drive home in the dark for like two hours. So we're driving home and she's not talking she's playing on her phone i'm like what's the matter she's like i'm all pissed and i'm like hey let it go just deep breaths and let's talk about something else let's talk about the show let's talk about and she's just not talking she's like she's just shut she's just shut off and i'm like now that puts me in a this that puts me in a funky mood i mean that's not really the start of this whole thing the start of this whole small talk 1.6 is that i bought concert tickets to go see bands this summer in july that I know me and my wife mutually listen to, and I know she listens to it. I bought these tickets. I bought we bought concert tickets last year, and she made me take my 18 year old son because she didn't want to deal with the people. So I bought these tickets. This band's coming. I know it's one of her favorite bands, and I'm like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go. You're gonna have a good time. I don't give a shit. T- drugs, alcohol, pills. I don't care. Take whatever you need. We're going. And she argued with me about me not being emotion uh, concerned with her emotional being of her not liking people to the point where we actually started talking about getting divorced that's how serious this is people like the negativity is like starting to soak into the wood if you know my if you get my drift like it's getting to the point where I told her I said I, I don't know what to do like we're getting we're putting ourselves in a corner here between you and me butting heads about doing stuff as a cup, as a married couple. We've been together three years at the end of March and uh, having all these children and doing the best we can as, you know, this family and, you know, trying to make the better decisions. And then I try to plan these getaways and these escapes to just kind of like just vent and let relax and all that. And she's looking at me. She's like, well, that's not relaxing. I was like, well, Bert Kreischer, there's, you know, like 2,000 people here, but you're fine. And she's like, yeah, because it's not loud and I'm sitting down. I said, you can sit down there. I bought seats. And, uh, you know, we just went on and went on and went on. All right. Let's keep going. All right. So we went, we got to today. Um, Just, you 
I don't know if you guys know, if you guys know me, if you listen to this, but me and my wife work for the same company. We work in the same department, but we work in two different buildings. We work literally 10, uh, 10 minutes apart from each other in two different buildings, but we're in the same department. Well, she came to my building and worked literally catty corner from me for most of the day, which I don't have a problem with. We get along. It's not like I don't want her there. Like we talk about everything. We text like every like half hour, 45 minutes why we're working because, you know, we try to like map out our day via text or our night or our week. We try to pre-schedule as much as possible. But so she's like, hey, I got to do this. I got to go here and do this thing. Do you want to go help me? I was like, oh, sure. No problem. Like, get me out of this cubicle, please. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so I go along with her and we go and do this thing. I don't want to get into too much detail. Um, but just let's say we're setting up some equipment and she or me or something like like it got to the point where we realized we're missing a piece like we're missing something this isn't going together like it's supposed to so i volunteer to go back and see if maybe we dropped it maybe it's somewhere and we didn't notice so i drive all the way back to the building back to our warehouse check the car check my pockets call her back and be like I, I th- there is no this part's completely missing we don't, we don't have it so she's flipping out on the phone getting mad at me yelling at me go, thinking it's my fault oh I should have went by myself this is why I shouldn't have brought you and I'm like wait 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 I'm telling you we don't have it that's not my fault don't take it out on me so then she's getting all embarrassed because she's in front of these people th- you know promising to do to have this equipment up and running and she can't. She literally can't get it up and running because this this piece is crucial to this equipment running. So I come back and I'm like, hey, this isn't, you know, this part, this part's missing. We don't have it. So, you know, she's flipping out and she was supposed to have off today. Today was supposed to be her day off and she went to work anyway. So she's just like on high. Like, I mean, stressing out hardcore. And I look at her and I'm like, all right, baby, take a deep breath. You know, did you do you in, in the car when we were going back to the to our to the main building where I work? Um, we went to park, and I said, "You get you're stressed out." She's like, "Oh, I'm just tired, and I'm you know I'm didn't have any caffeine, and I didn't eat yet, and it's like two o'clock, and I'm like, can can we think about can we re, re remind ourselves a little thing?" And then she's like, "What's that?" And I say, can you, rem- can you take a deep breath and tell yourself that like 75% of what, j- what you're getting mad about, you have no control over. So if you can't have any control over it, then why get mad? Like, that's how I look at it. I don't know if you guys remember the serenity prayer that you used to have to say at dinner every night. Like I did when we had dinner with my grandparents. Um, well, we did the Lord's blessing, but the serenity prayer, my Mimi insisted on having it in her kitchen. And she said all the time, we did say it during meals. Um, and you know, give me the power to change the things I can change and accept the things I cannot just to kind of give you a little, a little, uh, synopsis of that. But, uh, 
that's why I told her. I said, you know, that's why I have the patience of a saint because, you know, eight, ten years ago, I went through a really bad divorce and, you know, had to restart my life in my 30s, in my early 30s. And I realized that it was completely out of my control. There was no, there. that wasn't my decision. I, you know, I had to start over again and I was scared. And I just woke up one day and realized that, you know what? You only have control of about maybe 40% of your life. Truthfully, if you take a deep breath while you're listening to this or after I'm done talking, look, go in the bathroom. This is where I do it. I don't know if you want to go in a, on a room where you can get be by yourself for a good, like 10 minutes. The shower works too. That works a hot shower. Look at yourself in the mirror, take a deep breath and just look at yourself and realize how much of your life due to spouses, work, children, family, friends, and other on, on other entities, I guess I'll put it that way, that control the majority of your life. So truthfully, you yourself, myself, anyone, only actually has control over 30 to 40% of your actual total life. Because you do realize about around one third of your life, you sleep. You sleep one third of your life away. And the other two thirds, you may be in control of one of those thirds, but the other one completely is foreboded and given over to family, friends, children, spouses, an employer, and things that you just are going with the flow and, you know, just doing your best at. So, you know, why get mad? Why get upset? Why get all flubbergasted over things that might get better tomorrow? Or just take a deep breath and be like, hey, oh well. But I know that's not really a good attitude to always have. And I do have that most of my time. Like, I do get upset once in a while. And it's over stupid stuff. But I don't, like, get really worked up about it and, like, affect other people. I try not to anyway. But, you know, now my wife's day that she was supposed to be have off. And we we're going to do a couple things around the house. Now she looked at me, like, literally an hour ago. Uh when I was about to get ready to leave for work. And she's like, well, I'll be home when I'm home because I have to do this, 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 and this, and this for work. And this was, and she looked at me, she goes, good thing I actually didn't stay home. And I looked at her and said, maybe you should have stayed home. Like she gets mad about work and getting, getting, falling behind and not being able to catch up. And she's only one person with two arms and two legs and one brain and this, this, and this. And I looked at her and I'm like, you do realize you get paid per hour. So even if you fall behind, you're still going to get paid to do the work. Like you may have a couple extra minutes here and there, knock it out, chisel away at it. It's, you know, for most 48, nine to five, 40 hour per week jobs, you're never going to get everything done when you want to get it done. You know, it's Murphy's Law, all right? That's always in effect. The law of attraction, the law of familiarity. All those constant, those gears are constantly moving in the background. 
and you might not see them, but they're there. But uh, yeah, she's stressed out, and I'm like, "Come on, can we just have a just a, a relaxing night?" Or can and you know, we were supposed to go away for our anniversary, for our three anniversary, and she looked at me the other day, and she's like, "You know, we spent all this money remodeling and soak and buying materials for the remodel and stuff, and we might not be able to go away now." And I'm like, "Come on, just." Let's let's say F it. It's, it's just money. You can't take it with you when you die. Let's just pay, let's make the memory. Let's spend the money and make the memory. So, you know, I don't know if we're going to go away or not. I hope we do because that will be... A, it's a weekend we don't have the kids. And it's our anniversary, three-year anniversary. Three-year anniversary. And it's just a, a weekend I think we could mentally... And physically take to de-stress. Go out and do couples things. And relax and all that. But I don't know. And that's the stressfulness. If you can hear it in my voice. And if you want to deconstruct everything I've been talking about. And that is why even though I have the patience of a saint. I am still. You know. I I said it in my episode with my wife. I am happier than I've ever been but I am not satisfied with how my life is be- what is my life is becoming at this current point in juncture um you know it's just we were really good and I think I know I think what it is I know part of it psychologically is the newness of the relationship is wearing off we not only did we already have six children we had decided to have a baby which is now two then for a Christmas, a late Christmas present for the family, we bought a dog, and we um, took a, saved up a bunch of money last year. And this year we said, okay, we're going to remodel. So we're remodeling the bathroom and the kitchen and things like that. And so we're doing all that. And then her, then you know, I'm a very vibish person, so uh, you know. Her negativity runs off, rubs off on me, and then I get negative, and I'm in a foul mood, and it sucks. But, you know, better days are coming. Spring's coming. Summer's coming. You know, one day at a time, people, I guess, is what I'm saying. So, until n- next time, namaste.